Folks, good morning. This is D-Bone here with Dear God Am I Funny, and today we've got one hell of a guest, Jesse Cruikshank. I gotta say, I did not know a thing about this woman, but she blew me away immediately. Her spark, pizzazz, and overall comedic nature has gotten her to the number one spot in the comedy podcast world, folks. Honored and pleased to have her on our podcast and maybe lift us up a little bit. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Jesse Cruikshank. Don't leave me. And we're live. We're live. Um, <laughs> oh, you might. Don't really have a, a podcast. Do we put our headphones on? Yeah, we put our headphones on. We speak into the microphones. Yeah. Derek has a significantly more <laughs> high-tech everything. <laughs> it's only because we ran out of shirts. Oh, yeah. I had to pull out some more. You have a shock resistor. It came with a shock resistor, mm, yeah. yeah. It looks fancier than it is. I think it's the equivalent. It just looks good. It sounds better. But it's falling apart. It's a bunch of bullshit. And we're 360 live, so if somebody wants to kind of do Yeah, that, so this is exciting, Jesse. That's as if somebody's a guest. Yeah. And it's full globe like if you would imagine like a Yeah. So somebody at home if they had their Oculus 2, stop. They could sit in the room with us no. and be part of the interview. Your broadcast No, but for real this is going to like some, Well, here's like the, the thing. Metaverse? It's going to yeah. something, it's but it's not going to anyone. I don't want to know what angle my face is being Oh, it's the whole thing. At. It's the whole not thing. Not good. It's not right. Yeah, they can move around the room, oh move around God, us, touch Dad. us. Oh my God! What? So wherever their head is. Oh my God! So they're sitting God. next to you. <gasps> no, do not zoom in. Do not <laughs> zoom in. Keep your distance. <clears throat> this is how. Um, I'm so excited. This is probably the interview I've been most excited Oh, stop it. it. You That's just surprising. You cast member of the big... Even I've been Eric friends with Simon. <laughs> I, I've been friends with him for five years. I'm shocked. Oh, we God. had Vanessa from Gullah Gullah Island in here. This is the oh, one you're excited that. for? Wow, yeah, I'm shocked too. Well, well I knew nothing about you. Oh. I do no research. Great. And then I had a little time to kill. And I was like, oh, well, let's see who we're... Fill it with me. Holy smokes. Why don't you start like, by trying to pronounce her last name? Cruikshank. Ding, 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 ding. Because I, I, I did the research. God, and she wow. said it. And I was like, I'm going to wow. I'm gonna pull it. Jesse, we're very excited that you're here. Wow. Guys, I can't tell if you're absolutely fucking with me or if you're, if you're serious. I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I am serious. <laughs> and uh, Well, I'm excited too you. because I... I don't think I've put an outfit on for a single guest. I met... Wait, can I just tell the listener? I, I like to create a visual picture for the listener who are not... Uh, watching, we're not VRing, who are not in in the in my mouth at the moment. I just want you all to know that Derek is exposing a lot of chest hair. I'm missing me. a button, but I was like, that's fine. And when he moves <laughs> in a certain a way, I get a little nipple, and it's still exciting for me. I, I got to know that. And if about you. and mm. if you do have that Oculus too, you can jump on in and check out <laughs> that nipple. You can look at that right deep in. V. <laughs> I missed the deep V so as I grew up as a uh, becoming a man. I mm. it was I, I, very much a part of my childhood. There was a lot of deep V's. Yeah. J- Derek grew up in Indiana. Okay. So uh, home of the deep V, I believe, is there. Is that their catchphrase? That's phrase? their catchphrase. Yeah, but I think the V stands for violence. Uh, yeah. In Indiana. Uh, oh, mm. you just took it there, Eric. No, not. I mean, there's some. Okay. In the backwoods. Mm. But it's a lot of. I'm corn pretty sure it's the birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan. But that's okay. It is. We it don't is. have to get. We don't have to do a history. But that lesson. was secret. That was a secret. Mm. They kept. Is it. that why and they wear those things? I have no idea. Because it, it's like secrets out. We can tell who oh. you are. Um, <laughs> and involved. Yeah, they weren't wearing the deep V's. Is what matters. They no. they went with the deep A's. Yeah. <laughs> or the high A's. Look at you, a high A. Yeah. Wow. wow. It was a high. Anyway, so I've known Jesse for like a year now, right? Mm-hmm. We met. A little well, less. It might feel like a year, Eric, but it's it does. About, but it's been about six months. Six months. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have that effect on. And the people. thing that, I, and the reason I was originally excited 
to ask Jesse to come here was that um, she fell into that category of people I've met who are Canadian famous mm. <laughs> and nobody knows who they are here. Yeah. And not nobody, but you know. And then Jesse's like, oh, I have the honor to do the podcast, of course. And then a couple weeks later, she's like, listen, so I'm going to launch a podcast and they don't want me talking to you. And so we're going to have to wait a little they? bit. Well, we'll get into the they. Producers. And then, yeah, there, there are podcasts that actually have oh, production like, value <laughs> behind okay. it. And so, um, and then Jesse's like, okay, so I have the number one podcast in comedy out there and then i actually got really excited <laughs> yeah. oh i'm so glad i'm so glad that you're now excited now that i have i do i have the number one i just phone heard a, phone a friend phone a friend yeah it's pretty but wild. then you also did the facebook new mom who did i do have a show on facebook watch called new mom who Dis. Shit, Which this is, is already phenomenal. the most background he's done on any I'm one of so our impressed. guests. But then the times, and then the Tyler Henry, I was like, <gasps> holy shit. Were you weeping? I was, well, I've always wanted to, I actually reached out to them to get my wife on there. Oh. After she lost her father. And she's always been a fan and I've never met anybody that's seen him. So mm. I was like, ho oh. ho. And the way you handled it, like a comedian, and then it hits you. Mm. God. It was very special. But that's the magic of being a comedian is that when shit hits you, you can cry and it's like, it hits even harder. Yeah. Like when he said things to me, so Tyler Henry did a reading for me and my children for my Facebook watch series, which is called New Mom Who Does. Mm -hmm. And like hit me with some crazy shit about my gra my grandma. And like, yeah. I was trying to be funny and I'm glad you thought some of it was funny because I felt like half of it, I was just like weeping <laughs> but through you, my comedy show. You brought out those pictures of that man and then oh. to see him get excited because yes. he kind of keeps it. Mm -hmm. So is that, do you chest. think that's why like when a comedian or a comedic <laughs> actor jumps into a serious role there's so much accolades that go on as yeah. if, you know, because it hits that much harder. Oh, my God. When Adam Sandler, like, says one line that is not a joke or not in, like, his voice mm. in Hustler, yeah. you're like, this man deserves an Oscar. He doesn't, but right. we're so does, excited. Right, but we're excited that he can do it. Him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So can we make this yeah. whole thing dramatic so that I... I yeah. just come off. So then let's better. start. You were born in Alberta, well, Canada. Well, we started with the KKK. So. Born <laughs> yeah. in Alberta, Canada. Uh, yes. But you grew up in Vancouver. I did. Wow, research. I did. Yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> Which there's nothing <laughs> more serious than the Pacific Northwest. No, you're right. So growing up, and your mom yeah. was yeah. Uh, a, a, a TV show host. She was. Right? Yes. Does that mean so we have a Nepo baby? So let me just clarify. I don't um, think there is such thing in Canada as well, Nepo babies, is there? Or was there? There's a couple. I mean, I worked with Dan Levy for a long time, and we have long – on my podcast, Phone a Friend, we talk about him being a, a Nepo baby. That's, so there are some Canadian – there are like a, three Canadian yeah. Nepo babies. But he pulls his weight. Oh, he's doing fine. Yeah. He's doing enough. That's um, not a real He Nepo had that baby. little show. Right. Yeah, not many people have heard of it, but it was on. Um, my mom was on television and got me absolutely nothing. Like I, she like introduced me to nobody. I. But nothing. did you watch her as a kid? But yeah, that was like. Like that's what you aspired to do. Like yes, because no child in their right mind growing up in Canada in the Pacific Northwest is like, I'm gonna be on television. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm. People are like, I'm gonna be a lumberjack. <laughs> like no one yeah. dreams that's of that. But Devin I saw my said. mom do it. Devin Long. He said the exact same thing. Right. It was either you be a deadliest catch fisherman yeah. in mm -hmm. Alaska, or we've, <laughs> we've interviewed a lot of Canadians. There's a lot it's of Canadian Pacific Northwesters. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is actually the Canadian comedy podcast. And was your dad involved at all? Oh, my dad is a lawyer. Uh, very helpful uh, un, in the un, home. Unfunny, um, but a great dad. But no, not helpful at all. I mean, like, you know, he was just a pretty... But was he supportive of, you know, I mean, your mom's doing this with her career, your sister also. 
For sure. Older sister. Yes. So my mom was a television host when I was a kid. She was on the CBC, which is like for all of your Canadian listeners. Now that you've developed, I'm sure. Well, they know that's the Canadian Uh BBC. Uh It's the Canadian BBC. My mom was like had a had a show on there my whole childhood. I grew up to go into television. My sister, the same time that I went to MTV, my sister became like a hard hitting evening news anchor. Right. So we're all we were. You all in television, corner. but my sister was in a much more respected version of television. Like my parents, especially my lawyer father, were always much prouder of her. Mm. And my dad could not understand why I was like on MTV talking about the hills for a living. He was always yeah. like, when this is done, <laughs> when this is done, you'll go back to school, right? Like when, when this, this little is thing done. is finished. Yeah, when they've wrapped the the real OC uh-huh. season four, yeah. you're definitely <laughs> gonna, gonna go follow to my footsteps. School, Which sure. I watched that interview and it was fantastic. Oh, just to see your how to keep it contained. Mm. That was really which good. interview? It was with Holly Montag. Mm-hmm. Did, were you watching stuff from 2009? I just went on YouTube and oh, I love that. And it was like boom, boom, boom. Okay. And they had YouTube's it. YouTube's amazing. Yeah. I just want to say we've had more people, <laughs> guests on this podcast, who have been either on the CBC, which is, I think, three, mm-hmm. yeah, um, or ABC, which is the Australian version, mm. oh. than we've had that have been on network television <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. We're we've had one on network it. television show. Well, two network television shows. Well, we show. had Lee, who had the greatest movie of all time during... Uh, the pandemic. Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell. Uh, he, he did Saw and, uh, and Invisible Insidious Man. and um, oh. Invisible Man. And, yeah. But he was on uh, the uh, ABC oh. network, mm. which is the Australian broadcasting, okay. um, where he had a very similar to you. Um, it w- what was the show called? It doesn't matter. But he, his first interview was with Jackie Chan when he was like 19. It was the same type of, it was their version yeah, of who MTV. Was, who mm. was your first interview? My first interview was where it I mean, hits I, you. I guess. So yeah. I was like a essentially of what do you like a host on MTV. We in Canada, this is your more Canadian content for this pod, which I know mm. you appreciate. In Canada, we did not have a music license when MTV launched. Oh. We had a talk license. So in Canada, we don't let comp there's no competition in the television landscape we like to support each other so only (laughs) one network has a music license much music they play the music videos and then another network gets a talk license that way there's it's it's a there's no anger or animosity or competition so we had a talk license we had to create talk shows Mm. so instantly i was like on a nightly talk show and then i was so mtv in canada sorry mtv in canada was not music television. Absolutely not. We had we had the rights to one song, and it was we. This was like a huge team <laughs> meeting of which song we were going to pay for the rights for. And I want you to What'd actually you guess. I want you to guess. It was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. One song that we paid for. Please go or guess the band. Well, I was going to guess Shaggy. Oh, oh, that would have been a good guess. I feel like that was before. I, that was pre-2007. I don't know anything before. Coldplay? <laughs> ding, 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 wow. ding, ding. Wow. Oh, my God. Tyler Henry is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what is the most general loved band of 2007? I am Boom. shook to my core. Coldplay <laughs> clocks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that wow. makes sense. For every televised I- event. Please welcome Mark Wahlberg. It was the only thing we could afford at MTV in Canada. Oh my God! Um, my my bachelor party was in Montreal in two thousand and shit ton of ten, and now I kind of remember hearing that song a lot when we had the TV on in whatever youth hostel we were staying in. Oh, Uh, oh, beautiful! (laughs) My friends really care. Wow, one song. One song. So I didn't <laughs> answer your question about my first interview, but we did. We had a lot of big guests, uh, you know, well, huge guests. Kanye, sorry, we shouldn't sure. say that name here. Uh, we had <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. We had Adele. We had um, Amy Winehouse perform. Like it was big, big, big yeah. back when it was like still you yeah. know, a thing. And when you have clocks, uh, people come, you know, they want to walk out to that song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Who? What was the vote on that song? Mm. I mean, was it pretty yeah, it was unanimous, or were there like any other songs in the running? I can't remember if there were other songs in the running, but I know it won by a landslide. And I remember we had some big Oh, uh, landslide would have been a good song. Too, you, we had to <laughs> keep old? it contemporary. Too old. Yeah. But the Smashing Pumpkins version, still too old? Mm, still too old. Dixie Chicks version, still too old? Mm, not cool enough. Okay. I mean, cool to me now. I just as feel as like as a, se- every few years is another landslide. I mean, do you just do Celine Dion? She's the queen of Canada. She's the queen of Canada. Yeah. People say I look like her. Thoughts? I just thought that mm. when I said that. Really? The greatest there's compliment d- yeah. of my life. I feel like you have more there's of like a... There's like a cousin thing going there. Oh, yeah. I think there's more of a Pippi Longstocking thing going, but... Well, oh. don't ju- that's <laughs> just the red hair, <laughs> right? No, yeah, that's actually... I believe oh. that's considered racist towards red hair. <laughs> is it? I think we all look alike, which is... Yeah, which okay. I went into an audition the other I, day, my wife and had they had said... Uh, I believe redheads are the last people we can be racist against. Is that true? And that was the, the that was the audition. Guy. And I was like, uh, <laughs> "It's true." You're, is it true? Uh, he's whoever that. That's you, uh, I've never heard of before, yeah. but it's absolutely the true. network was KKK. Um, <laughs> so my wife has told me to stop pointing. <laughs> At redheads in public, going Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, that's probably yeah. something you should. Yeah, because my kids have picked it up. I, I was thinking, share. Do you ever get that? Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, I which like time period? Redheaded share. When she was doing her Vegas residency, she had <laughs> red hair, and there were posters of her all around Vegas. And I was there for a bachelorette party. It was a little, like just a little bit, probably more fun than your Montreal hostel uh-uh. experience. Just a little bit. Mm. We went to Laser Tag and the Biodome. Oh, we didn't do any of that. See. But you I would walk the by these share billboards and people would be like, hey. And I was like, I'm not share <laughs> drinking a free gin and tonic at the casino floor of Bally's. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not share. But Have I you did. guys heard that share loves hanging out at Bally's? Mm. Like what goes through people's heads? How old's her uh, new hubby? Oh, is he, are they married? Yeah, he's, or in their his, feet. he's like in his 20s. Yeah, and I he's, mean, I'm she's 75. How so, old, how so old do you think Yoko Ono was? Before my time, Eric. 80? <laughs> Stop. I'm not. <laughs> you're two years I younger than know. me. 80? How uh, old do you think Yoko Ono was? 78? All right. My friend Brett has mm. been posing this to our friend, uh, uh, calling people, asking them. Oh. And I wasn't shocked. I guessed like 80s. Okay. And she's 90. Stop. Does that shock you? Shocking. Okay. She just turned 90. I guess I'm not easily shocked. Shocking. Because we yeah, visualize her, time, we don't see her that often, so we think of her as like the bitter Yoko bear Ono. that broke up the Beatles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can I tell you a story though about a time I was? Um, uh, so I was hosting an event in London, Ontario, which is a not London, England, the, the London of the West Hemisphere, it is the <laughs> London of kids. Real, not you know, right. it's not a glamorous place. And the event went late, and it was like 1.30 in the morning, and I was really dressed up, hair, makeup, full glam. I was wearing a, like a furry coat. It was the winter, and I had a black car that had taken me from the event. So I'm driving back to my shitty hotel in London, Ontario, and I was like, <laughs> hey, to the black car driver, like, there's a falafel shop that looks open, 2 a.m. Can you pull over and Hit just, me one time. I'm just going to jump out, please. Yeah. So black car pulls up in front of the falafel joint. I jump out of my fur order my falafel and there's a lot of like whispering and chatter and finally the guy comes back to me and I go to pay and he goes oh no we won't take your money and I said I'm sorry it's like seven dollars can I pay for the falafel it's like 130 I just want to go home he goes no no when Celine Dion comes to our falafel (laughs) shop she eats for free and in that moment, yes. I was like, it all adds up. There is a black, <laughs> there's like a limo outside. I'm in a fur. It's and are you late. just like, merci beaucoup. So in that moment, I'm like, do I crush this man's dreams and tell him I'm not no, Celine? No. Do I take the free $7 falafel? And so I just sort of smiled and said, thank you. And then as I turned to leave, he says, Celine, may we take a picture? And I was like, oh. Fuck, yeah, <laughs> really in it. So what do you do then? You, you got to take the picture. I took the picture. Yeah. yeah, you did. I took the picture, and now it like, haunts me for eternity that this picture of me is up on their wall as Celine Dion. Now you got to have fans that are going to go show up. At right, someone is going to. I would love gonna... for Celine Dion to show up there and be like, take it down. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. She would be furious. Yeah. Yeah. Raging. She's vindictive. Yeah. 
I, uh, I do hope some Canadian fan went in and was like, Jesse Crookshank ain't here? And the guys are like, excuse me? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what? Did you say a Jew ain't here? Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so before you even got to MTV, all right, what, I mean, how do you, I mean, they're not just picking people off the street mm. to be MTV hosts. Yeah. What was kind of the journey to get there? So I think that I secretly heart like much music at uh, in my of my time was like the hot shit. They had like I was a m- grew up on Backstreet Boys, in sync. I'm like Ooh. born and bred boy band to my core. Like, did you interview them before? Oh my god, oh. did I interview them? I did I hear interview those stories so many times? I took my underpants off for them one time live on. Anyways, Great my job. dreams did come true. Thank <laughs> you. But I think that's what the impetus was like. I was in Vancouver. Everything happened in Toronto at Much Music, aforementioned. The like Backstreet Boys would come in and do live performances, and these VJs got to talk to them. And like, I remember always thinking the women on television when I grew up were just always very like pretty and blonde, and didn't weren't like that was it. So I never really thought that that was my path because I was always this, as we've established, like flaming redhead. My sister was like very much the beautiful one, gorgeous, dark hair, blue eyes. I came out like a Cheeto on my head and my parents were like, what is this? Put it back. (laughs) (laughs) And so always as a kid, I was just like, well, I guess I'm not the pretty one. I'm the funny one. And that was always kind of my thing. So I never thought I would ever be one of these beautiful much music VJs, but secretly I harbored that dream as like a one-eyebrowed, bull-cutted child. <laughs> and so then when I was in college, there was a, a like a job, summer job came up to work at the local theme park, which is called Paramount Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> Thank you. Take a moment. <laughs> That's our Disneyland. Did they have a, did they have like a Top Gun ride? They had absolutely no... Br- they had clocks, I think. Yeah, was the one clocks song was playing. <laughs> Not even. It was like... <laughs> it, was, it was generic clocks at the Paramount. There was no branded content at the oh, Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Um, but I was like, oh, that'll be a great summer uh, job. I I'll love, like, by the way, amusement parks that have to make up their own characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we had Scooby-Doo was like the license. Uh, the license thing. But right. there's thing Bucky the wear. Bear. Yeah, and totally. who the fuck is Bucky the <laughs> <Totally>. Bear? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have like the, a beaver or something. Yeah. yeah. So I auditioned. This was for me like the rule of a lifetime. I got the job. And it wasn't in like the main stage musical at the at the theme park. I got a job as a wandering pirate wench. Mm. <laughs> Literally my paychecks, which were a hundred dollars a day, fuck yes, so rich. Yeah. One hundred dollars a day and my paycheck said pirate wench. <laughs> and what it was in nineteen in two what it was like two thousand two, two thousand three. What it was was like they would put me in a ripped costume. Literally, I looked like I had been rat, like assaulted. Yeah, it was like a ripped off the shoulder pirate wench costume, and I would wander the park, and people would just sexually harass me, and I would have to like say "arg" and pose (laughs) for a picture. That was the job. Um, and in my mind, I was, share, I was share right. on at Bally's. I was like, I am working in entertainment. My dreams have come true. And somebody saw me <laughs> at the park as a pirate wench and told me that they were looking for hosts for a children's television network called YTV, which was like our Nickelodeon. Everything we have is like a little bit, a like little bit different. Uh, yeah. And I, I, that's how I kind of jumped into television. Off so from somebody the saw you community. as the pirate wench <laughs> yes. and said... You should be with children. Well, I just Absolutely. heard that men's biggest fantasy, the there was like three, and one of them was Pirate Wench. Stop. Yeah. Why? I I don't know. It's the it was some psychological Pirate study. Wench? Pirate Wench was one of the top three that men find uh I'll appealing. tell you this, I didn't Can get I, I didn't you? get to vote. What is your vote? What is the top three what what was it? Like Yeah, I think there was like anime was one that's okay. recent. Mm. But that didn't hit me as a kid. No. And then I think the other was cheerleading. Oh, I have Uh, my, it's the same answer for all three. Xena Warrior Princess. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I like that for you. Yeah. I was more of a secretary guy. Because I need the protection. Oh, really? Yeah, like the Uh being of service and the glasses and taking things 
in the hair. I'm sorry. I I liked the whole process. I don't think you've seen (laughs) Xena's sword. Like Jamie Lee Curtis in that uh, the the Arnold movie. True Lies. True Lies. Lies. She's not a secretary. No, but she did that whole performance, and I I think I was 14, and I was like, yeah, she's got it. back something that you said um he said you know secretaries taking things <laughs> <laughs> off yeah oh, sorry off. Things. i was like like taking what, things notes what is it? Take when they take pen. notes yeah. messages they have ponytails uh-huh. and glasses oh, yeah. and they, they would they and take was the ponytail yeah. out yeah absolutely. yes all like of unwrapping them a gift yeah mm. Christmas oh. was my favorite. I feel favorite. like I had a lot of great aunts that were secretaries <laughs> that didn't look like your fantasy <laughs> no. by the way no a lot of yeah, I was, I was disappointed when we got older and mm. like secretaries isn't a thing anymore. No. Yeah, not. that's probably the biggest disappointment yeah. with the planet right now. It's yeah. an executive um, assistant, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was yours? Because um, I saw a lot of muscle men in your videos and like, yeah, what was mine? It was like a it was like a frosted. Are we talking about like as a child? A frosted it's like tipped. a frosted tip. Tipped. Muscles not important, but like, are you pelvic thrusting towards me? Check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was it for me. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bobby Brown. I remember he it was did like that. Jonathan Bobby Brown. Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Era. Yeah. 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 Ugh, mm-hmm. That home improvement episode where mm-hmm. he maybe had cancer. <gasps> that was rough. That came up recently, by the way. Uh, I don't know. And, and this is going off on a tangent, but the Dana Carvey show. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Dana Carvey show? Yeah, the original. Show? It's the greatest. So good. And greatest comedy. And there's this great documentary about it on Hulu. Oh. And so they're like, one of the big problems with the show was the lead-in would be like a very special home improvement. Oh my god! And he's like, got Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character. They're <laughs> like, is it cancer? And they're like, and then laugh with us on the Dana Carvey show. So and Dana Carvey's like, like we'd watch these promos and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's hanging on to watch us and laugh. No right. different crowd. Yeah, but crowd. anyway, I always think of when JTT gets mentioned. Yeah. 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 Well, whenever JTT gets mentioned, <laughs> you think instantly. <laughs> His cancer scare. His cancer scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were a big fan. Mm. I can't even tell you how many different things can come up, and I end up at that story. Mm. Mm. But let's not test that out. No, that's great. Uh, so you're a pirate I wench. I'm a pirate wench. And then do you get the hostess children's, the children's on job YTV? On YTV. Yeah. And, and it's on. And it's fucking on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was traveling across Canada in an octopus truck, like a full truck that had been converted <laughs> into a purple octopus. And just so you are, we've discussed like the budgets of Canadian television, mm-hmm. but I was hosting the show and also driving the truck. <laughs> like <laughs> 19 years old, I'm driving a massive vehicle that I was very much unlicensed to drive across the country performing for children in like Walmart parking lots. Did you ever That was it? the show. Oh, so the show was The show was a live traveling show. Yeah. It was very low rent. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you ever wreck the octopus? Yes, I drove it into a hotel in Halifax. Thanks for bringing up the <laughs> trauma. And lost beautiful. Did you lose a tentacle? It lost an eye and a tentacle and I had to call my boss and be like I fucking you know the hotel overpasses where you drive yeah I I underestimated the height of the octopus as you do yeah, because you're 19. <laughs> you shouldn't be driving an Because you're like, the, the bus would clear this, but yes. I, I didn't Not take into consideration the And if octopus. I recall, I was like all the way on the East Coast. We did not have the budget to instantly improve. Like, So I had to drive this <laughs> messed up, one-eyed, like destroyed octopus. Children would come to see the show and be like, oh, mommy. <laughs> like very much traumatized children by destroying that. God, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But the good news is you got to wear the pirate one costume the whole time yeah that was i did yeah. i brought all, everything together um <laughs> and i wore the, the so then what costume. what is the break that happens after From this the ytv yeah and by the way do, so i know so you got into improv mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but it was an all-male yes. improv, and is that during this time yeah actually that feels relevant to this show because it was like a very jewish improv situation seth rogan was in, involved yeah i was on an improv mm. team with seth rogan with nathan fielder uh, uh with seven it was seven guys and and me um and we would literally we like we were uh in high school we won our like british columbia improv championships which was a big deal we were like famous in the school and then we went to compete at the nationals in ottawa and i believe we placed 
last. I mean, we were <laughs> so bad. We got there. We were making like cerebral jokes about the Bible. It was very much, if you think of Seth Rogen's brand of comedy now, it was like very much that. Yeah. And we were doing that in like a world where people were doing human pyramids and full-blown <laughs> quote-unquote improvised musicals. And we were like, but what about this joke about like, like Jesus? Moses like we were so it was we were out of our league and uh, we really failed now were you good with failure and being able to spin it into the next thing or did it take a minute to heal after a uh, a failure I'm sure it took a minute to heal but I was with I was I wasn't alone like I was with Mm. these these I feel like if I was alone it would be hard but um, I was with these dudes. How did the group? Like is that was that the end for the group? Was the national no, competition after the national competition? We went on to great fame and celebration by performing at bar mitzvahs across the lower mm. mainland <laughs> of Vancouver. <laughs> we would split the cash. Oh I think we all God. would take home like fifteen dollars, and then occasionally we would get to stay at the bar mitzvah, and then we would like sneak drinks and you know how like your autobiography isn't called bar mitzvahs in the lower mainland <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna ask seth why his autobiography is not called yeah bar mitzvahs in the lower mainland because that's where he got but i just picture too. a picture of you wow. driving a bus oh my god yes made out of an octopus well yeah. it wasn't made out of an octopus no. it was shaped like an Shape, octopus. it would have been very cruel had it been made out of an uh, octopus. yeah that bus would have smelled after a couple <laughs> days mm-hmm. but our because it was all guys our uniform was literally a shirt and tie and so I had to wear no one gave a fuck that I was on the team like I had to wear the shirt and tie as the uniform to all of our performances and people would be like look at this all male improv <laughs> <laughs> like, no one ever noticed so this that really I was a helped woman. with you have the older gorgeous sister yes hard-hitting news little boy doing improv and you're on the all male jokes yeah it was my identity was I mean Thank God, because I've turned like I've become something. But my identity was like not cute. I thought to be a man. Um, yeah, that was. I that. have to tell you uh-huh. this story, and I know I'm being labeled here uh, as stereotyping. This is not that different than Pippi Longstocking's story. <laughs> <laughs> Just. I'm gonna have to look it up. If I, I recall that movie, I don't remember. And subsequent cartoons. Um, mm. Is this where your love of fashion comes in? Where you're like, I need more. That. Where you're like, give me, I need, I need to put this at the <sighs> forefront of my career. Yeah, I don't want to dress in a shirt and tie yeah. anymore, assholes. And then a b- wench's outfit. Yeah. And what was the outfit on the on the kids show? The kids show was very much not fashion. It was like a fanny pack and a visor. <laughs> <laughs> like we were out there literally in the Walmart parking lots. <laughs> we were wearing like zinc. I mean, it wasn't cute. And an orange T-shirt. I gotta tell you, it just sounds like you were tortured for most of your youth. It. It, it gave me character, Eric. It really yeah. did. Look, look at me now, <laughs> sitting with you two. Yeah, now you're yeah. here. Now I'm here. I've made it. <laughs> All of that led to this moment. Right. Mm. So I'm so happy to be here. Mm. After the kids show, <laughs> is it MTV right yeah, after, after that? Yeah, after the kids show, it's MTV. I graduate from college. I'm a little bit lost. I was uh, teaching. Uh, um, this is just, I'm just going to include this so you think I'm a good person. I was teaching a drama program for people with Down syndrome and autism. Ooh. Do you have an applause sound effect? You're amazing. Thank you. I wow. can put one in. Okay, great. He won't, but. Mm. <laughs> I just, I, I need it for my <laughs> own self-esteem. I do want that. What, where's those machines where you can be like, bam, 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 bam. I have one on my show. Is that show? the noise Maybe you think the Maybe that's why it's makes? the number one comedy Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> Text me what brand you got. We're okay. going to get this. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a free download. Um, it's a free download. <laughs> I was teaching these amazing, amazing students. I was like so fulfilled. And then this opportunity to, uh, MTV was doing a nationwide search for hosts. And I like had this, you know, secret little desire to be a VJ. Mm-hmm. So I sent in a video. So, so is this before? After YTV. After or at the kids. No, show. I understood that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. slow. I, you did a made-for-TV <laughs> movie that Bob Saget directed. Oh my God! You've where is that even listed on the internet? It's on the dark web. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the Reddit. Yeah. I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So w- did that happen before MTV? Way before, yeah. Like way I before? Was oh, you were 13? Yeah. 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 Wow. What was that like working with Bob Saget? The greatest. Yeah. The greatest. Like I actually felt sadness when he passed 
away, and I yeah. had known him for three days when I was 13. And that was it? Like, you never no, saw him again? Or he was, put me in this movie. I was, I think he saw, like, I don't under, I don't remember how I got in the movie. I think he saw me in my school. They were filming in my school. It was all very easy and convenient. Put me in this movie, and then after um, the movie was going to come out, it was a made-for-TV movie, and we got a little CD and letter to our doorstep from handwritten, or from him or his secretary... <laughs> Thank you for pointing that visual out. Because she gets things and takes them. Off. She takes a lot of things. <laughs> to people's places. I think she took her ponytail out, put her, took her glasses off, and wrote a letter. <laughs> on Bob Saget's behalf. I'm so happy. And it said, like, Jazzy, thank you so much for being in the movie. Unfortunately, your part has been cut out entirely <laughs> oh, from shit. the film. But here is a CD with your scenes uh, and for you to treasure. Oh, well, that's really us. sweet. Isn't that amazing? Did not have Because nobody was going to watch that thing anyway. Absolutely not. Well, and if she was cut yeah. out, how did you find the movie? What? How did you find it? I saw it. Good. I have the CD. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I was Bob Saget's secretary. <laughs> That's why I love you so much. Uh, oh my god! Um, yeah. So yeah. when you get MTV, I do. So uh, I mean, Derek asked a while ago the first big interview, mm. but do you now start to feel like I mean, you you when you're 13, you're cut. Yeah. You're then in an all boys improv. Yeah. You're then a pirate wench. Yeah. You're then driving the octopus butt, yeah. crashing into the Halifax uh-huh. Hotel. Yes, I am. And now you're interviewing. Actual celebrities mm-hmm. and like on mm-hmm. actual television. Mm-hmm. What is the feeling then? Even though your dad wants to know when you're going back to law school or starting <laughs> law school. I mean, uh, thank you for writing my autobiography. You're which welcome. We already titled, right? Yeah. It was called Bar Mitzvahs in the Mainland. Uh huh. Down with in the my Mainland. My ghostwriter, Eric. Uh, I mean, it was funny because I was 22. And I think for the first half, we didn't really realize it was not, there was no Twitter. There was no, like, we mm-hmm. didn't realize that what we were saying and what we were making was actually going out into the world. Like, it was a very, uh, you know, you just kind of say shit on camera. And, and then our show, Dan Levy and I did a show together called The Hills After Show. And our show, like, blew up we had no idea one day we had we we decided to open our studio um up to a live audience and i remember all day looking at these 10 chairs or sorry there was like 100 chairs thinking this is such a bad idea no one is gonna come to sit here dan and i start texting all of our friends being like please come we have a taping tonight like we don't want it to be empty and by two o'clock in the afternoon police arrive with like barricades and dogs because <laughs> 6,000 people oh had showed up at the shit. MTV studio. You guys like have a lot of friends. Blocking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, uh, so popular. Our Blackberries were yeah. blowing up. I have 100 friends in my yeah. phone and Dan Levy has 5,900. Yes. So wow. we really like, we didn't even, we didn't realize until that moment that it had just become this huge thing. And when you're 23 and suddenly you're like big hot shit in Canada, it's, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to all the bars free. I'm going to take all the free shots that people buy me. I was like <laughs> like <love laughs> living for it. I mean, it was, it was great. And you guys did this for like five years, yeah, right? Five years. And so at any point, do you or Dan start to just get a little too big for your britches, like acting like stars? Or did you guys keep it pretty humble? I'm not speaking for him. You. What did he come <laughs> off like? <laughs> No, we were forced to keep it humble because at MTV, where our only song was Clocks, where our Still, budgets were right? very low, <laughs> it didn't matter. Our show was the first, this is true his, historic fact, our little Canadian show was the first ever we got picked up by MTV in the US. And The Hills After Show was the first ever Canadian television show to be simultaneously broadcast live in Canada in the US Ooh. in television history, wow. which I think the Canadian like Television Association, that's a fact they're trying to bury. They're like, <laughs> they're like, can we say it was a hockey game? Like, let's yeah. not. But we like made history on that show. Wow. But we were still like, there so was a that, team of four. Like, you're not, you don't. But when that happens, does like at, at no moment do you or, or Dan Levy go get another fucking song besides clocks? Like, you don't no. start making demands. No, nothing. No, because we literally had a team of four. We made this show in a basement. Dan and I wrote for ourselves. We did our. I'd speak for myself. I did my own hair. We did our own styling. Like, we didn't have the shit that you have. When I came to America and got my first show here, I had. I'm not joking. Like a personal hair makeup wardrobe assistant and I was like 
ex- this is all for me? Like, I do this myself. Yeah. I couldn't understand. Did you do your hair yourself today? Oh, every, just for you. All I got... Right. I was going to get full glam for you, Eric, but I did it myself. I I haven't washed it in seven days. (laughs) What is that coat? It's not fur. Of course it's not fur. Yeah, but what's it called? The only person who still wears real fur is you. You know, I found it when I was a (laughs) garbage man in Indiana. Some old woman died, and I was like, you don't throw that away. That's That's right. That's that's real raccoon. You're making the most of that animal's life. That's right. That's right, yeah. Animals. We honor the whole thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so no, it did not <laughs> and go did to you, our you heads. Did you and Dan ever talk about, like, what could come after this, or did you yourself start planning, like, you know, I, I want to start, you know, getting into other avenues of entertainment? Yeah, he always was super uncomfortable with interviewing. I think because he grew up with a famous father who had done red carpets and probably had his own feelings about being interviewed. Mm. Dan always felt a little bit very uncomfortable being like a red carpet interviewer or an interviewer. That was not his path. He always wanted to be on the other side. Um, And that was my favorite thing in the world. Like I just wanted to be me. I never wanted to be an actor. I always just wanted to be myself. So we kind of had divergent goals and paths and, um, and both of us went off after our show sort of had our big finale. We both went off and did our own thing. So, um, did, uh, did you think that the next thing was because you loved interviewing so much was going to be the next, you know, you're going to be the next big interview person or a, a talk show like a tonight show type deal. Was that the goal? I actually don't think I had a goal. I still don't think I have a goal. I did a daytime talk show on the CBC for years, and that was like such a, it was like I got to do a daytime talk show, which Mm. was kind of a dream. And were you super famous in Canada? Like Canada famous? Yeah, were you getting the shots at the bar afterwards? I mean, guys, this is a very uncomfortable question. Well, no, because we talk to people, we've talked to people who have had (laughs) television careers in Canada, and, and, and they're like, and I walk around Canada, and nobody knows who I am. Because the oh. fam- like you know, f- famous people in Canada are the famous people from America. Right. No, that's. I think I part but of the reason I like living in LA is because I very much am recognizing Canada, and I'll be at a playground with my kids, and we're like, I really do. It's kind of uncomfortable for my family. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, you were getting stopped, recognized. I am. Yeah, yeah. Still. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 And so Los Angeles becomes a safe haven. I like living here with my family. Yeah. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for. You keep mentioning with your family. Well, it's like I'm. Are you convincing us? You're sure you love your family. I like. I'll go to Canada by myself. I'm happy to meet people to say hi. Like that's like great. But I feel like when I'm out with all my kids or my husband, whatever, it's it's becomes it's intrusive. People are my kids are like, why is that person (laughs) taking a picture of us? <laughs> and you, and you, you don't just say because they love share. Because <laughs> they didn't know Celine because Dion eats at islands. Popping. And yeah. what uh, what I, I saw in the Tyler Henry that you had just bought a house. Mm-hmm. But was this a year and a half ago? No, I bought a house around the same time as you, right before the pandemic. Ooh. Like right before the pandy. And what uh, what L.A. borough are you? I'm in, in Colfax, Meadows. Oh, Gosh. so that's Studio City. No, but the, the people but of Colfax Meadows like to say it's Colfax Let me tell you something. <laughs> Here's what the valley is. It's North Hollywood and it's Van Nuys, okay? That's the whole fucking valley. No. Everything else, they just keep subdividing and naming No, things. Toluca Lake is so different. Toluca uh, yes, Lake is Toluca different. Lake is a thing. We were looking it in is. Toluca Lake. But it's perfect. I will admit, we were living in Toluca Lake, looking in Toluca Lake. You were living yeah. Here? Where'd you oh, live in Toluca Lake? I worked at the um, E Network, which is at that yeah. high building. I'm pointing at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can see it. Um, yeah. And they put us up in a house. We had never lived in the valley because, <laughs> I mean, we were right. pre-kids. Who would? <laughs> and so they put us up in a house in Toluca Lake. It was on Blick Street. Yeah. We loved it. And we started looking actively in Toluca Lake. It's and a great I believe we made 11 offers. Holy shit. Um, hard nose on all of them. Yeah. And then right before the pandemic, we slipped into Colfax Meadows. Did you put an offer in on this house? 
Uh, yes, I believe you. Okay. Uh, outbid so me. So sorry. Yeah. I pretended when I walked in, I had never, never seen, seen it before, it before but I actually actively was. This was the on dream it. home. This was the home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I we, uh, my uh, my family we lived on Placidia. Mm, familiar. And, and sounds uh, like a like a sexually transmitted disease. It does, so right? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. we're on Placidia. Yeah. Um, you got it, Lake Placid or something. Um, and uh, but now we're in Encino. Ooh. Because that was my dream. I had seen this uh, documentary Biodome. when I was. Uh, Did you watch Biodome, and that's oh, what made it? That's a good. Encino, or Encino man. man. Yeah, they. Uh, there's this documentary where they found a caveman <laughs> in Encino. And so many times. It's great. It's great, especially with the resurgence of Brendan Fraser. This is a great joke. Keep going. (laughs) Anyway, they made this documentary about um, they had uncovered this caveman in Encino. Wow. And he wasn't, he was uh, preserved. Yeah. Mm. So then he uh, did what you do, which is go to high school and. you know, they went to the the <laughs> mini market and squeezed the juice, and uh, yeah, I was just like, "That's the kind of place I want to live." And Cena's hot right now. And now I know, right? Yeah. No, literally, it's the no, proudest, it's yeah, the, the, the proudest moment uh, I think of my mother's life. Thinking that I've made something of my life is that on uh, Million Dollar Listing LA, <gasps> they were like, "Well, Encino's the hottest neighborhood right now," and she's like, oh, "I'm gonna call all my friends <laughs> and tell them that's where my son lives." That's Amazing. And I'm like, I'm not in those houses. <laughs> but oh. Okay, thanks. I'm a big fan of Selling Sunset. And early oh, yeah. on, yes, early on, um, I dressed all of my children up as the <laughs> cast. This Do you love Halloween. Mauricio? I hope that you... No, that's the wrong show. That's no. Buying Beverly Hills. Area. Oh, that's Buying Get Beverly Hills. Get it straight. <laughs> I have identical twin boys, so obviously oh, yeah. I dress them up as the Oppenheim twins. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Peep my Instagram. Um, oh, that's where it's just they have hot women selling yes, stuff. Yes, incredibly yeah. hot women. Why? And I don't in watch like that. season one, one of the women was like, "quote said the valley." Oh wait, I I do not want to misquote. No, you don't. A, no, you gotta be careful. Realtor on Selling Sunset. She said something like, "The valley is the prosecco <laughs> of like of Los Angeles, <laughs> and like West Hollywood is the champagne." And that was really, really oh summed it up for God. me. We all live in the prosecco. Where's the Moscato? <laughs> is that <laughs> is that Valencia? Yeah, probably. Is that Camarillo? I think oh. Tam- Toluca Lake feels like a martini. There's still a Bob mm. Hope. Frank Sinatra yeah. thing here. Absolutely. And there's a bar built into our living room. Absolutely. You don't get that in uh, many it's well, I guess it's gotta be mid century. What's the drink yeah. of what's the drink of Encino? <laughs> if Toluca Lake Miller High Life is, is it a martini. <laughs> Miller High Life? No, no. Maybe no. Remy no. Martin. Would you give it some oh, Remy oh. Martin? Mm. Encino? I, I think it's a Robex juice. With a splash of vodka. <laughs> yeah, it's a Robex. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. What about Colfax Meadows? Uh, we're like an Aperol spritz. Yeah. 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 That's actually that, really It's like good. we think we're fancier than we actually are. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when you come to America. I come to America. Um, w- what is the first move? I mean, is it to audition for things? Is it, or you have offers? People are like, Jesse from Canada, we love her. I came here with a development deal from the CW network, which was right. really oh. hot at the time. Love CW. Hot, is it not hot, hot anymore? I, is it hot? I don't think no, it's I hot. No, I did a show on CW. Oh, what did you do? It's called The Pet Squad. Oh. Paranormal Extra Terrestrial Squad. And that's Wait why a minute. the CW what? is no longer <laughs> you hot. You need no research on me. <laughs> My name was Derek Bowles. <gasps> I was a director of the show. It was great. It was on the CW? Mm-hmm. This is why I don't like talking about you on the podcast. No, I love it. We're uncovering so <laughs> much. This is a low-key podcast just about you, Derek. <laughs> he can't stand it when I come up. Oh, my God. We interviewed somebody who just kept trying to make it about <laughs> about Derek, and I kept putting the kibosh on it. Oh, well. Terrible. I'm, I'm into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up immediately following this <laughs> I mean, I am, too. Uh, maybe we were on the CW at the same time? Maybe. I think yeah. we're having a gain thing happen. Mm. I no, you it. just keep screaming. No, no. The, I think you're screaming into the microphone. I'm not screaming. Yeah, see? It is a game thing. Let's I think check you it. should touch the dial. Let's touch it. Maybe it's my mic. 
No, no, no. Yeah, that's it. Was your mic? It was my mic. Wow, wow. So do you want to accuse me of screaming into the mic again? (laughs) No, yeah, you affected my mic from screaming. Are you just trying to get us to cut that part about Derek? Well, first of all, we don't edit (laughs) anything. But also, I did want to change the subject (laughs) away from Derek (laughs) on the CW. So you had a development deal with CW. Yes. So I came down here and I did a a show on the CW with um, a a comedian actor named Jamie Kennedy. Oh, and wonderful. Yeah. What was it like working with Jamie Kennedy? It was, uh, I mean, we're still friends. Is this, oh, J- so you, is this Jamie, J-Love era when he's... No, but can I tell you a story? Please. Jamie Kennedy, I hope you listen. We're, we're <laughs> still very much homies. So uh, Jamie had dated Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jamie Kennedy of like the Jamie Kennedy experiment, et cetera, right? He had dated Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I don't know how recently they bro- had broken up, but one night we would like, we hosted the show together. We would hang out together all the time. I didn't have children. What else am I going to do? I'm like rolling with JK. So there we go. go out on Ventura, another Valley reference. What's that like nightclub? I want to say it's like Firefly or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that still around? Is it? Probably. None yeah. of us know. We all I'm have children. I sleep at nine o'clock. So. <laughs> so he takes me out to like Firefly. We're walking by <laughs> and there's that, there's kind of a cute little Italian restaurant near there on Ventura. And we walk by and he grabs me and he's like, oh my god oh my god oh my god my ex is in the window like my ex is in the window and i was like what and i look and jennifer love hewitt is eating dinner with at a table in the front of the thing and i was like oh go say hi like i don't know i have right i would go he lost his mind was like absolutely not had to like hide behind me didn't want to walk by the window it was a whole thing and it was really reassuring that like a grown man (laughs) in a celebrity quote-unquote relationship was still like a teenage girl walking by his ex what was jennifer love hewitt eating oh ravioli i was blocking jamie kennedy i don't remember we we had a little experience with that woman she's a She's a hot mess. Tell me everything. Whoa, wait, you can't just say that and smile. Was, what was happened? she on the pod? No, she wasn't on the pod. Uh, not our, yet. My <laughs> wife and she her Not ever after this story. <laughs> uh, she dated a friend of mine that ended up introducing me to my wife. Who? Oh. Alex Bay is his name. He wasn't famous at the time or now. Great. <laughs> Love him, though. Yeah. He's a great time. Anyway, uh, we... Annie was pregnant six months in, and so was J-Love. And we met at a furniture store, and we had the mutual friend, and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we should get... And we went from the furniture store, I think, to get drinks. Because oh, wow. it was just... Because that's what pregnant women do. So Absolutely. me and the husband, <laughs> we're having drinks, we're just chatting, they're eating their appetizers. And my wife and her become besties real fast. Wow. And... What was she eating? Like, they're sending... Does, does anybody sending pay attention all, to what she was eating? No. Uh, they're sending all the gifts that you want when you're pregnant uh-huh. that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't process as a man. And so there's like balloons would show up one day and then we would send flowers and it was like this shower of love. And then, uh, she <laughs> invites us to go see John legend on December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annie's due on the 18th. Okay. Wait a second. C-section comes. <gasps> we're going to have to take Violet out December 3rd. So we had to cancel the John Legend plans. And she never talked to us again. Stop it. No, stop. Stop Come on. Stop it. Is that real? This is the greatest story I've ever heard. Very much. And despite the fact that this was an emergency (laughs) C-section for your unborn child, she was also pregnant, so could clearly empathize with that. And obviously very hard to find two people to take (gasps) tickets to John Legend. Wait, when did you tell her? Did you tell her night of? Like how much (laughs) morning? I need to know. (laughs) No, I think my wife's great planner. So I think there was at least two weeks. Two Before. weeks notice? Oh, yeah. Oh. And she was like, you guys are fucking dead to us. Wow. wow. Didn't say that. Never spoke to you again? Didn't again. even congratulate on the baby? And then, like, I think, like, the kids were born. I think eight months goes by. And she comes back. Oh. And we're like, oh, let's She's get back. lunch. Yeah. We go get lunch. And <laughs> what she, she hired. <laughs> I'll get there because I think I remember that. Oh, fine. Uh, paparazzi shows up. Okay. And it's the first time she's out with her baby. Okay. And we're getting lunch at Kitchen 24. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing sweatpants. I have a pink <laughs> mohawk. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I look like I, I'm not thinking about it. Well, you had just had a baby. And I think she just asked us to go to lunch so she could get the photos of the baby. Oh, and my then it was God. done. And then we never saw her again. Stop. And she used to live in Toluca Lake. Did she look great? She was ready for the she photos. She looked incredible. She yeah. always did. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I think so. What did she eat? <laughs> I think she went for the breakfast sandwich. Okay. Kitchen 24's breakfast sandwich. Oh. Top notch. Wow, you were used. You were an accessory it was my to a first paparazzi shot. I'm so naive to Hollywood. I don't. I, I can't get into that competitive side of it. Mm. It, it just. I'm not there. Can so I just ask? Did, were you in the paparazzi photos? Yeah. <gasps> Are these Googleable? Yeah. They're yeah. Getty imageable. I'm finding them. The, he, there's actually several with Derek and different oh celebrities. Oh my that's god. That's my journey is to get into Getty images <laughs> with Rams. I looked one up yesterday and I texted it to him. <gasps> Show me with Simon. Oh, okay. Oh okay. Five hundred dollars. I did. So I was blown funny. away by that. Yeah, wow. it cost five hundred bucks. I think it was like one fifty for Simon, but you took it up to five hundred. <laughs> just your presence really oh, added. Do you, can I tell you something? I'm just telling you guys all the all the stuff that I. Oh my God! I'm looking <laughs> at a paparazzi shot of Simon. Um, you can help her. You can point it, point it to the camera. Oh, I'm pointing it to you in your Oculus. Okay, Simon <laughs> Helberg and um, Derek are running across the street holding hands. It looks like it's the beginning of, of like. It's they're escaping. They're, they're escaping the paparazzi. God! Oh my God! This I is think amazing. if you looked up it's Jennifer Love, Add first shots of. Baby. Well, that's a screenshot, so I you can't to add, add to cards. <laughs> okay, I was trying to get it's Eric to pay $500 for that <laughs> photograph. I thought that would have been a great joke live on the show. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm looking up Jennifer Love You at First Photos Baby. Yeah. I think so. I, think I didn't that's even what know she had a baby. Now, look, well, I'm there really you go. Off. We've all learned something. Her today. husband, very delightful. We played golf and a few times. Delightful. Mm. Oh, that's nice. It's always helpful when the wife connects with someone and the husband is cool. Yeah, that's really Otherwise, rare. it's never going to... It's rare, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. haven't even met your husband. Well, clearly he's not that cool then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, let's yeah. get back to you. Oh. I've actually met him several times, but what that's is okay. You what? have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's an involved... Well, I'm as memorable what as is it? What it? Wait, we got to get back. What was the most memorable interview you've had? Most memorable? Or there have been many... Um, gosh, I would say, I would say Mark Wahlberg was memorable because he was such a big star at the time and he like was doing a one-on-one -on -one special with me and the whole, like we were in this huge theater and it was filled, our whole studio. And I remember he came in and he was wearing like this big uh, Four Brothers like leather bomber, like a, like a swag from his movie <laughs> that he had done several years prior. And I was like, oh, he's not above the free swag as like actual wear. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he's wearing his like big Four Brothers bomber jacket and a white T-shirt. He's about to walk out and he's like, actually, can I talk to the host for a second? And they're like, he wants to talk to you behind the curtain. Now, again, very low budget. We don't have like a green room backstage area. He's standing like by a trash can behind the curtain <laughs> and I was like oh my god okay so I go back and he's like oh, well, he wanted to know about a bit there was a bit where I was going to shoot him with a paintball gun as there is on MTV in yeah. 2008 absolutely so he wants to know about the bit and as he's talking to me he casually takes off his jacket oh shit think the secretary but Mark Wahlberg mm -hmm. and he is bulging through his thin white t-shirt just asking me about the bit and I remember being like <laughs> like I could not I, I've never seen a specimen like that before right. in my life and then he comes out in until, the tight white tee until right this moment <laughs> yeah. just why I right. thought of it when I saw your chest hair <laughs> yeah thank you he walks out in this white t-shirt and the whole interview, he's like the kind of ripped that when he moves his arms to gesticulate, the bicep is bulging uh, in a distracting fashion. Yeah, I like hate that. In the Oculus, it would have just taken up the whole screen. <laughs> so I can't stop. I remember being so unlike myself, like so, I was so flustered and not focused because this person sitting next to me was so hot. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's what you guys look for. Anyway, show, he took right? off the jacket because he didn't want it to get ruined with the paintball no, thing. No, it's a it's precious a good free jacket. jacket. <laughs> good free jacket. <laughs> Four brothers. No, please shoot the Haynes t-shirt. I Haines think it was for Jesse. But not the jacket. I so, think it was for Jesse. Yeah, that was a Tell big us one. about, so now at this point, the overall, the development deal with CW didn't yes. end up working out, obviously. No, it did. I did a show for many uh, seasons. Well, it, but it's over now. Oh. So let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
But now, now oh, yes. you've got the podcast. Yes. Phone a friend. Mm. It just started a month ago. It's very new. And number one. What was mm-hmm. the one. what was the idea behind doing a podcast? So I I I I did it this daytime talk show for um a, f- a while in Canada that was um really great, but also our audience, like you talked about a lead-in to a show. Yeah. We were on the CBC at 1 p.m. Our lead-in was like a geriatric woman picking vegetables in like Northeast Ireland. Like <laughs> it could not have been a deader zone for more elderly people. And then I'd come on and be like, today's going to be crazy, like daytime, <laughs> like Ellen energy. And it was not, the audience was like 12 people at a senior citizen home, really. And so... <laughs> It was hard for me because we had to like eventually like <laughs> cater the content to the viewers and it was just right. challenging. So at one point I went to my <laughs> is boss. Is your guest become anyway, so our guest today <laughs> is the woman from Ireland who picks <laughs> vegetables. No, we wouldn't have gotten her. We could have never <laughs> too big her. of a star for your Absolutely. twelve people. I think our highest <laughs> this is like not joking, our highest ratings, like they would and this is I think the the death of all content is when you start looking at your analytics. Like I I don't know, oh, yeah. on my podcast, they're like, you should see when people listen. And I'm like, I'm not looking. That's not, it will fuck me not up my forever. Job. That's yeah. not my job. I need to just be creative and pretend that everybody likes everything right. all, all the right. time. So they started looking at analytics of this daytime show. And they were like, our highest rated segment was when you interviewed the author of a book called The Book of Lists. <laughs> <laughs> like this like boring like British man and I and I was like okay and they're like we need to think of more list related content oh. more book segments and I was like no no that was an anomaly like the seniors home turned on all the TVs at once <laughs> so moral of the story is like we were making content that wasn't necessarily what I was thriving <laughs> in or living for right. and so my producing partner and I who had, he had been my internet MTV I like took him with me everywhere. Um, he is my current work wife and the current producer of my podcast. Him and I started to do, uh, like, we wanted to do segments with real people. So we were like, can you give us a camera and we'll, like, interview tweens. We'll interview elderly people. We'll interview kids. Like, we'll make these this comedy shorts. And they said, sure, we'll put them on the internet. Like, go do your little thing that's going to make you happy. Yeah. We'll put it on the internet. And our first um, segment, which was, like, a funny interview series with uh, old ladies, um, got a million views overnight. And the Holy network was shit. like, congratulations. Like, could <laughs> now can you read this book of lists on the show tomorrow? <laughs> like, no idea. That that sort of became my thing. Those things blew up. People were now recognizing me for being the girl from Facebook. And I was like, I have a daytime talk show. Like, is anyone <laughs> watching my real job? And so in that moment, I thought, like, I don't want to be a taxi driver in the land of Ubers. Like, I don't want to be doing this right. shiny floor show with these union guys with giant cameras like talking Driving about the a book octopus of lists. bus yes. again. Yes. Like I need to right. do the shit the that opening. people are actually li- yeah. right. So that's when I kind of bounced and I got to do my own series at Facebook Watch and the podcast again has been like this amazing I I've taken that sort of style and brought it to my show. So on phone a friend when I don't understand something, I call someone to explain it to me. So like on today's <laughs> episode, there's some feud with Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez that I'm too dumb and busy to understand. Right. So I call a 10-year-old and she explains the oh, whole thing. Oh, that's amazing. God, and brilliant. so I get to like talk to regular people, right. which is my favorite thing, and make it funny. Well, who, and Who are you going to call to ask why you were on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've called a 14-year-old to explain why I'm on Dear God Am I Funny. No, now all the 14-year-olds. Isn't there an <laughs> algorithm? Won't I pop up on this show when you listen to my show? I feel like we're going to get some cross-listeners. Oh, know? sure. You'll yeah. get our four so. listeners. <laughs> we got one for Anna Silk. One listener. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got quite the post. Quite you the guys post. had Anna Silk? Yeah. Can I just tell you that Anna Silk is like a mom in our community? Yeah, of course. And someone else who we both mutually know just tells me all about how beautiful Anna Silk is. He's like... Do you know Anna Silk? I said, no, I know she's Canadian. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, she's so gorgeous. I'm yeah. like, thank you so much. She's the most beautiful yeah. woman I've ever Jessie, seen. Jesse, like, have you ever looked at I've her? I've never she's met her. Amazingly I've never beautiful. met her, but I've been told how beautiful Here's she is. Here's the thing. I will introduce you. Okay. And you're going to be like, fuck, she is beautiful. She's, <laughs> she's absolutely. I can't Guys, even I imagine her in the Oculus. I thought she was horrendous. I don't know what <laughs> you're Yeah, <talking> totally. 
She was. Okay. But her, you're, per, yeah, her. You're our thing second is, is, Oculus. We had, we were. Oh, this she didn't get the Oculus. She didn't get the Oculus. She's really the only person who probably would look great on the Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was. No, she was very delightful. Mm. Wonderful. We love her. Well, she's Canadian. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like most of our guests, <laughs> I'm getting to figure that out. <laughs> so, um, wh- where do you think the this podcast? Like, what's the next step? I mean. Because I honestly, I talked to you. For us or for her? For her. Uh, oh. We have no next step. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Like, i uh, not obviously in the entertainment business at all. And I gave, like, stand-up comedy a shot at one point. doing you open now. Open, yeah, right. Mm. Doing open mic nights and, like, finding it miserable. And also that I was not good at it. And I said to my wife, I go, what I really enjoy is interviewing people. Because I think it gives you moments to be creative and be funny, and it's spontaneous. And I, I would prefer to do this than talk to people like at a gathering. Mm. Um, but nobody's offering me a talk show or a Tonight Show I or mean, anything. So for me, it's like this is great because this really satisfies something. But you, I mean, obviously, I mean, you've done the stuff. You're big. You know, you've done the shows and everything. So is it that the next step is something? You know. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, like that direction. I mean, because you've got the whole personality and the skill set to do it. That's a dream. Uh, That would be a dream. I think everybody has that dream, honestly. But I did a stand-up tour in the spring, and then I did another one in the fall. Do you like doing the stand-up? Yeah, it was my. It was like truly a pinnacle moment for me. I felt like everything—the pirate wench, the octopus show. The, it, it all, all works. the improv yeah. team, it like all came together in that moment. And I think it's something that not a lot of people can do. Like to, I, I just felt I, like yeah, this 100%. great, um, yeah. I was doing it really just to prove that I could to yeah. myself. And that is like, that is just made me hungrier for more. So that's what I want to do more of. Which I think I saw in one of your videos, you were talking oh, really? about men being, he had to be the funny one. And oh. you had to be the pretty one? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that was... Well, I'm not going to tell you who that was, but I think you know who that was. Um, it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, I've had co-hosts who felt like That's male so comedian co-hosts who one of them expressed very openly, like, why is she getting more laughs than me? She's supposed to be the pretty one. I'm supposed to be the funny one. And in that moment, I like literally turned into a serial killer. Yeah. I was like... Who said that? I'm not privy to say. It's one of my male co-hosts, Google it. Yeah. I've had maybe five. Dan yeah. Levy? <laughs> and I like really was like, I need to fucking prove to the world that I am not just funnier than you asshole, but like that I right. can do this in a real way. Well, you can. I mean, you have. You have Thank been. You're you. amazing. So that's what I want to do more. I want to do more like traditional stand-up. Well, I'd say it's a settled matter, mm. but we could talk to you forever because yeah. it's felt like that. I want to talk more about Derek, but we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're having technical sure. issues again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear the? <laughs> do you hear it? You can phone me anytime. I will. Yeah. I will. I have to phone fifty friends a year, so come All on. Right. I'm going to run out yeah. soon enough. Well, you can phone me as well. Thank you, Eric. Uh, especially if it's about a minor celebrity beef. <laughs> I'll be all over that. Jesse, this uh, I thought it'd be amazing, and, w- and it was better. Thank was you it? so much. Are you going to stop? consuming all of my content because I could really use your YouTube views. Oh, no, I'm diving in. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. What a joy. What an honor. What a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's it? You don't even edit that? Nope. It's all we covered.